Hey friends, it's Posty, and I'm back with some more BrainBot relief for you. If this is your first time joining us for one of these Super Deluxe Special Edition shows, my name's Posty. Usually I'm behind the scenes, um, and I help Scooter with some editing of the show. But every other week or so, I'll take a show that we've already aired, I'll add some music or some sound design to it. And we'll release that as a little bonus extra way to say thanks to all of you who support the show. So, thank you so much. I hope this Super Deluxe can help you get some sleep. We're up to 90. I think this is number 91 of these Super Deluxe shows. So, thanks for making all of those happen. And let's hop in. where the spa lives, but it's somewhere nice and warm, and the water is very turquoisey and beautiful, and there's an octopus that lives there. It's like an underwater dome thing, and you can go in it, and it's really safe. There's blankets and pillows. You can hear the underwater sounds outside. You can hear scooter piped in through a speaker system underwater. And you can hear some lulling, soothing music. So that's where we'll be tonight. By the way, if you do like these Super Deluxe episodes, and they do help you get some sleep, I often will extract just the music out of them. So there's the scooter version, but then there's also a music-only version that I upload um, that you can download completely free. I think Scooter usually posts the link to that in the show notes. I also wanted to take a second to say thanks to all of you who, in spite of those being completely free, um, some of you purchased them anyways, and I just wanted to say thank you here. I don't have a way to say thanks directly on Bandcamp, but I do see you, and it's very much appreciated, and uh, super, super generous of you. I'm very lucky to have the opportunity to do this sleepy music all the time. So thank you. Thanks for supporting Sleep With Me. And hopefully this dreamy underwater episode can help you get some sleep. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Thank you. 
so this takes place, if you remember this as you listen, that it takes place in a world that we only know about through myth and underwater cameras and like uh, people who scuba rovers, I think they call them. Uh, because and this octopus lived under the sea. Uh, it's, it's been sung before. Uh, but this was the octopus that wore gloves, uh, what you, we would consider el like gloves that go just uh, past the elbow, uh, which you don't see a lot anymore. Uh, I mean, sometimes you see some forearm gloves. I guess I would want gloves that go past the elbow. If I was, if I was going for long gloves, you'd say, wow, these ones uh, talk about layering. They say, well, are, are you going to be warm enough? Well, no, I've got my gloves on. Also, it would help, I mean, this is not undersea, but it would help with uh, the talking of gloves, right? Because that's like a big thing. Now, I don't live in a, uh, a, a, an environment that can be frigid anymore. But that's, I think, one of the most underrated things, if, at least for me, one of my top strategies that I had as a kid and that I carried over into an adult in adulthood, yeah, which did add one layer of difficulty, which you put on your gloves first and then your jacket. I don't know how many people out there do that, but let me know about it. Uh, but the, the, like, uh, you put your gloves on. Also, I wear mittens. Like, we could talk about that. I don't. I don't wear gloves. But uh, like, uh, you, you put your gloves on. Especially if this is, we're talking winter gloves or winter mittens. And then you slide your arms into your jacket. Um, and you do have to do a little pushing. But then, you know, in an ideal situation, for example, if you're going sledding, this is the, the example this is the most fitting for. Or, I guess, a general snow frolic. So this wouldn't be for people that are more into structured activities like snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, downhill, you know, snowboarding, skiing, though it could, it could apply. But what you do is you put your gloves in through your jacket, I think I told you, and then, and then you zip up your jacket. That's going to be the hardest part when you have your gloves on. And then, of course, something inevitably comes up within 10 minutes of you getting outside that calls for you to remove one glove. But it does create, it's, it is a treat, holy cow. If you need to treat yourself and you're in a winter environment anytime in the next, uh, you know, anytime after this point, and you say, wow, you know, I, I really could go for a treat. I say, okay, go ahead, put some gloves on and then put a jacket on. First, put on everything else. Maybe even your hat, because getting a hat on with gloves or mittens is not exactly easy. Then slide your gloves to your jacket and zip your jacket up. Maybe have someone there to assist you. This would be one of those occasions where a squire, here's a job, here's a potential niche business. Uh, just an idea that came up in my head is uh, squire, winter squire, you say, wintersquire.com. Maybe, I don't think I'll be purchasing that because I don't think I could uh, spell squire. Was there, was there a rocker named Billy Squire? Is that somebody that was really, like, uh, is that, like, um, some, was that a really th a thing? 
but you could be a winter squire. That's pretty nice to say. Winter squire. Well, what do I do? What do you, will I come by? Make sure it's easy to get. I mean, you could. It, I guess it would be better. It wouldn't probably be very profitable. You just say, what's the market for that? And you'd say, well, I don't know, because you're right. Uh, the people that could, we, 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 the ideal market probably already has some sort of, uh, you know, robot or like something like Rosie the robot that does it for them. Um, so I don't know. You could do it for like a, a gift. Uh, there you go. What would you get me for the holiday season? Ooh, uh, coupons again. Oh, coupons. Did you clean out my fireplace? Because remember, that was your coupons from last year. Uh, you lost the coupons, so I can't... Like, I, they were non-transferable coupons. So I was unable... Yeah, I was unable to clean your fireplace. you got to present me with coupon. Then we schedule it. Then you present it to me again. And then it... So that's like... Just so you know, that's how it works with my coupons. Gift coupons. But this season, yeah, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna be your winter squire, uh, which is only available, it's available in, uh, yeah, in what does winter squire do? Well, I help you get on your winter clothes before you go outside. I don't go outside, uh, that's not included in these coupons. And then when you come home, I, uh, I don't help you with any, like, defrocking or the mess that most people leave behind. And I've never, I don't own a mud room, so I don't know what it's like for people to have that mud room or a garage, but I will have uh, hot cocoa prepared for you. So those are the roles of your winter squire. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, the key thing is that I make sure you put your gloves or your mittens on before your jacket. That's what I'm really here for. Make sure your hat's adjusted. And then, you know, if you have one of those jackets that zips and buttons, no one ever, that's underrated. The, 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 you don't know how much, uh, you know, that, that zipper is literally, you know, that's why we want to button that flap is to have full, you know, cover your zipper. But so that's what a Winter Squire does is, uh, so anyway, that's just something I thought about when I think about gloves, I think about that feeling talk about security you see there's no wind getting in on my wristy poos because uh, I've got a jacket over my, the cuffs of my mittens or my gloves and you may say scoots is that why uh, the, uh, the, the the octopus wore gloves and I say no actually it's not uh, it is actually in octopus lore. If you really, and, and, and some people may say they're, they they have an experience, you know, until you've really been with, like, a, like you've talked about myths, uh, or you say, well, is this similar to the monomyth? Yeah, they say, no, this is the octomyths. Uh, and I say, oh, yeah, you're right, sorry about that. And then they, they say, please don't kiss, and, you know, don't, Monomyth, no kissing of octopuses. You're just—I thought you were just here to learn from us. I say, oh no, no, I was just uh, trying to use big words that I knew, like monomyth. Uh, I don't know. That makes me feel like I'm uh, like Campbell, like a, like I'm Joseph Campbell or something. But so in the in the world of uh, like the octopus who wore gloves is really a legendary. I don't know if it's a folk tale. 
or I mean, or myth or fairy tale. But so once upon a time, uh, there was an octopus, right? Who lived in the oct octopus world under the sea. And uh, this octopus, you know, lived at home with its family. And this octopus's name was Nazi. Nazi, not Nancy, Nazi. Can't you say it like Nancy, but it's not Nancy, it's Nazi. Nazi the octopus. And Nazi reached that special age that many good characters reach in, uh, in sleep podcasts. Uh, where uh, they said, why don't you go out and swim around a little bit? Uh, Nazi said, like, 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 just go out and swim around? You don't have to ask or have a destination or have a time to be back? Or is one of you going to come with me? Or should I call a friend? And they said, no, 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 Nazi, just go out and, you know, go around and see how it goes. And Nazi said, do you want me to just go out and see how it goes? Uh, they said, yeah, go ahead, go out there, and, and you know, go out there in the sea, and uh, see how it goes, and Nazi said, okay, and so Nazi went out, and Nazi, like, first went along the reef, and uh, kind of was enjoying, and if you've ever seen an octopus swimming, or moving, I don't know if they call it swimming, you know, with that jet, they, they, I think they travel by water jet or something. But, you know, Nazi was there among the coral. And the great thing about, uh, for Nazi, was that when you're moving there, well, you can sense other things. And I don't know, again, I don't know, I, I'm only studying octopus myths, so I don't know if there's echolocation happening or hearing. But Nazi was really in the zone, hearing everything at once and hearing nothing at all at the same time and just swimming and the colors were bright and the sunlight was breaking through and the reef that Nazi was on was kind of uh, gaining elevation towards the water surface so the water temperature was changing and slowly getting warmer and warmer. But then off to the right of the reef, and Nazi noted uh, that down in a bit, what we would call a gully so, you know, I'll use these kind of earth, you know, land walking terms for all of us. Uh, just off to the right, down a gully, uh, in between the reef, uh, which would look like a, like a valley a little bit, not, not that high up. Uh, uh, saw something down there moving, but uh, you know, something about it uh, just in the peripheral, per peripheral of... Uh, and Nazi's vision said uh, something down there going on. And so Nazi took a long turn. Now, now this may have been instinct, it may have just been style. But if we were watching from above, it would say it was with a flourish, like an ovular circling, uh, looking down. And Nazi saw what uh, could be only could be called some sort of man like sea mammal and some of you may be seeing like a manatee some of you may be seeing a sea lion or a seal maybe even an otter 
Not anything whale, whale based. Uh, something that, that is uh, comfortable on land and the sea, maybe, at least in your imagination, because you'd say mantis don't go on the land, scoots. Now, see, I'm just trying to anthropomorphize this just a bit. Uh, Nazi spun around. And it was like in a bit of uh, what, what, from our view, would look like a green grass, I don't know, kelp or something on the ground, with flowers in there, like, uh, and I don't, again, to us, would you'd say, those are like, uh, are those flowers purple or hot, somewhere between a hot pink and a purple, those flowers are. And I say, yeah, it looks like that to me, too. And Nazi said, uh, looks like a, that uh, sea lion we'll use in this case is just crawling around in there. And uh, so Nazi went around and Nazi headed down and uh, the sea lion looked up at Nazi and said, hey, Nazi said, what are you doing? Uh, and the sea lion said, I dropped something. I was up there uh, swimming on the surface on my back and uh, I had something and I dropped it. And Nazi says, what, what, do you, what did you drop? Uh, and the, 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 the sea lion said, well, it was a, the, like it was a shell. Like I, I saw this, this film about otters. Uh, and I saw that sometimes they go on their backs and they eat right off their stomach. Uh, and then Nazi said they showed it to us at school, the same thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the sea lion said, yeah. Like, so I said to myself, uh, I gotta try that. Uh, but I just had happened to be collecting some bivalves that had, you know, given themselves up to the circle of life uh, for my benefit, which I have great gratitude for. And Nazi said, great gratitude uh, for the circle of life. Uh, and the sea lion, and, and the sea lion said, by the way, what, what, what's your name? And Nazi said, Nazi. And uh, the sea lion said, cool, uh, I'm Allie. And uh, so our names kind of almost rhyme. And Nazi said, Ali, Nazi, kind of, yeah, kind of. Uh, so anyway, you, you had me had uh, eating like an otter because I can't eat, I can't technically eat like an otter, Nazi said. Uh, I tried it one time after we saw the movie at school. And because, I, because it, you know, I'm not shaped in the otter, in the otter way, you know, it was hard, you know, it, well, I tried putting so, so the sea lion said, don't worry, I'd, I would like to hear your, your, your take on my story before I complete my story. It doesn't bother me one bit. And Nazi said, good, because I have a you know, tendency to do that. Uh, the sea lion said, don't we all? And Nazi said, I guess we do. So Nazi said, yeah, she's trying to eat off of my body. What, 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 like, uh, it's just what I call it. Uh, some people would say, isn't that your head? I said, no. Is it your torso? I'd say, it's my head and my torso. But, but, but like the food would either slide off or then I'd have to pick it, like then I'd have to get, it just didn't work. So then I tried putting four of my uh, arms together, or you could call them legs, either way. We, we don't really care. I don't know if you know that. 
and uh, the, the sea lion said, uh, uh, Allie said, I, I did not know that. That's interesting. But then I was trying to eat out of my things, but then it was like some of the food was getting in my, you know, my suckers, and then some of it was between there, and then it just didn't work either. So, like, I think it would be cool to eat like an otter, maybe even more so for me because I hadn't found a way to do it. And uh, then, uh, like, Allie laughed and said, there's probably a good reason neither one of us is otters. Uh, but, oh boy, does it, like, it looks like that. Do you think the otters are really enjoying themselves as much as it looks like? Uh, and Nazi said, I hope so. I really do hope so. And I think that we both are, like, I don't think it's projection. If we're both uh, doing it separately, we came to the conclusion. And uh, Allie said, yeah, I wonder. I don't, I've never met an otter. But, uh, so anyway, I was there. I was trying to eat uh, like an otter. I guess I have some advantages that you don't have, Nancy. But I don't have all the advantages. You know, I have a big, wide area to eat off of. But it was very awkward for me not used to, I, I do some floating on my back, uh, so that part wasn't, but like the eating part, I'm not really, I don't have the adept, uh, like uh, whatever you call those things, what do the otters have, do they have hands or whatever they use, and so I was trying to eat, and I was kind of somewhat successful, because I had prepared everything uh, ahead of time. And when I prepared everything, I noticed that one of the shells I had looked just like my Uncle Cluj. And Nancy said, you got an Uncle Cluj? And the sea lion said, yeah, I got an Uncle Cluj. And one of the shells, it was like a shiny, beautiful profile of my Uncle Cluj. And Nancy said, well, that's interesting. So shell looked like a side view of your uncle's head and uh, Allie said yeah I mean not exactly you know like different because it was shiny you know like the shiny inside of those shells and then Nancy said well what did the other side look like I said well it was like this one of those school shells so not one of the boring ones so even though the outside wasn't shiny it had those uh, scalloped edges and not a scalloped shell, but it was it was beautiful, most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Nancy said, "Sounds like it." So I set it aside because I said, "This looks just like my conclusion." Now, just like we had gratitude for the circle of life. Uh, my Uncle Kluge is on my Uncle Kluge's own journey beyond the sea. You know, into the sea where uh, famous uh, Lady Witchbeard, you know, the land of 11 seas or whatever, not this just was this uh, spaceship Earth sea. And Nazi did not know what the, but Nazi just nodded politely because Nazi had never, had never heard any of that stuff. But, uh, but, but Allie could tell and said, okay, well, maybe you should ask your parents about some of this stuff. Uh, but I, I was going to give the shell to my aunt because I said, well, or keep it for myself, give it to my parents, give it to somebody. Because he said, this just looks, uh, you know, it's important. 
And you know what it made me feel? It made me feel good. It made me feel good to give it to somebody. Its beauty and its shine made me feel good. And as he said, I can hear that in your voice. Uh, um, so where, where were we? And uh, Allie said, good point. So, there, so I, had, I had it set aside. And I had everything else on my belly along with that shell. And then I started eating. And it was going, now it wasn't going good. And then a wave came and splashed me in my nose. And then I kind of got, and then the shell fell somewhere in this grass around here. And I can't find it. And I've been looking forever. And that's why I'm crawling around down here is I'm trying to find the shell. And Nazi said, uh, well, maybe I could help you. And the, 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 Allie said, well, that'd be great. Uh, like, if you see a shell that looks like the profile of it, you know, if it looks like my profile, but it's caught in the grass, I don't know what we're going to do. And then Allie kind of, or then Nazi kind of realized, well, kind of the way my body's designed makes it hard for me to do a like, close-up search in between the blades of grass. But then Nazi said, well, I have all these arms. Let me try to p just pick up a bunch of stuff. But Na what Nazi found was that uh, it wasn't very efficient because uh, like, uh, the, there was like, uh, end up just picking up a bunch of pebbles and a bunch of other stuff and even saying, well, I don't know if these flowers or this grass wants to be disturbed. And politely, Nancy did spend some more time uh, working with Allie, and then Allie said, why don't you run along? You know, you were in the middle of something. Uh, to be honest, I think this, you know, may, may, I know my, my Uncle Pooch knows I'm, I was looking, so yeah, I appreciate your help, but you, you, you run along, okay? And Nancy said, fair enough. Uh, so Nancy went off again. And even went to the surface, and instead of like having anything to eat, like kind of tried to pretend like uh, Nancy was a nodder and wondered what a nodder was like. And, uh, and Nancy uh, was was kind of daydreaming and didn't really realize that uh, Nancy had gone in. You know, for, like they lived close to a couple bays uh, in some inlets and those kind of things, and Nancy had kind of gone into. Uh, like a shallow bay uh, in offshoot of the the, the the sea or wherever they lived. I don't want to, you know, I, probably, this is uh, Nazi does not need us coming and swimming in Nazi's area. And uh, Nazi noticed that water temperature had picked up quite a bit and then that uh, the ground was kind of close uh, and that the water was a little more murky and that there was... Uh, uh, lily pads and those kind of things uh, and as he said huh interesting uh, I'm out of the depths of the water but this isn't the beach this must be one of those like uh, whatever saltwater swamp type of thingamajigs uh, brackish or something and Nancy was kind of looking around saying huh this is cool uh, I know I've heard of lily pads before, and you know we went on a tour of this area for school, but I never seen this. Uh, and then as you heard something, I said, "Hey, hey, you, 
Nancy kind of said, well, is somebody talking to me? He said, hey, you, 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 yeah, you. And Nancy said, me? And they said, yeah, who else am I talking to? And Nancy looked up and there was a dragonfly who just landed right by Nancy. Uh, you know, like uh, Nancy said, wow, you are beautiful. You're a dragonfly. And uh, the dragonfly said, I'm not just any dragonfly, I'm Danny the dragonfly. How you doing? And Nancy said, well, we're pretty good. Uh, just to, like, uh, I was daydreaming. I got in this uh, area, and uh, the blue dragonfly said, You lost? And uh, Nancy said, I, get, I don't think so, because I can hear the, 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 those things that make the ringing sound that are on the surface of the water that the humans use. And I use those to find, you know, I always use those to kind of figure out where I am. So I guess I'm not technically lost, but I'm kind of lost in a good way. I, I'm on a bit of an adventure, just cruising around. And the dragonfly said, just cruising around. That's cool. I was just flying around. And uh, I landed on this thing, and I saw you there. I said, is that an octopus just cruising around? And I said, what's an octopus doing here? So close to shore. And uh, Nancy said, nothing, I guess. And the, what's a dragonfly doing on a lily pad? I thought just frogs were on lily pads in the movies. And the dragonfly said, no, nah, pretty popular with the dragonflies. Probably more dragonflies on lily pads than frogs. And uh, the dragonfly said, you mind if I ask you a question? And Nancy said, other than that question. And, and the, the dragonfly laughed to Danny. Danny said, uh, it looks like you got something on your mind. And I said, well, I just was with this sea lion who lost a shell. And I was thinking about that. And it said the shell looked like a profile of the sea lion's uncle who had moved to changed seas in the journey of life. And uh, the dragonfly said, well, that's some serious thinking for a kid. Uh, I have some feelings about that, huh? And Nancy said, well, I guess well, I was feeling warm, but it, it turns out that was more of the, like, I guess I was feeling more warm, like thinking about, well, that's nice, uh, because the sea lion wanted to give the shell to someone else, uh, and the sea lion was telling me how good it felt to, to think about that and how beautiful the shell was. And the dragonfly said, well, those are strong feelings. They don't have to be strong in any direction, uh, but those sound pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice, but again, I can't tell if it's the water temperature or my feelings. And the dragonfly said, you try, you're wishing you could uh, help the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the sea lion find the uh, shell? And Nancy said, yeah, I got the, my, my, uh, my suckers got in the way, and, uh, like, it, we just wasn't able to do it. I wish I was an otter. And, and, and the dragonfly said, everybody wishes they were an otter. It's pretty common. Uh, the only people that don't wish they were otters are, uh, I don't even know, people that, uh, 
probably be better off saying, well, have a good day. No need, you know. And Nazi said, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nazi said, uh, you got any ideas of how to help uh, uh, that uh, sea lion get its shell? Dragonfly said, well, I got an idea, Not a, like, uh, how's your uh, manipulation of your arms or your legs? Uh, and Nancy said, pretty good. And the dragonfly said, well, why don't you hold out one and I'll try to land on the tip of your, tip of your finger, tip of your finger. We'll just, can we agree to call it your finger, even though it's a, your arm or your leg? And Nancy said, uh, yeah. And uh, the dragonfly said, okay, well, now lift me up. And, 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 and then the, the, they agreed to, 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 to do this on a regular basis. They became fast friends. Uh, and uh, they started to, the dragonfly started to fly and dance and Nazi's fingers. This was, again, over months and months and months and months. Soon Nazi was really able, to, just to, from practice, to become very adept at uh, using Nazi's arms, uh, not in an otter-like way, but in a, a very skillful octo way. And Nazi quickly developed a reputation across the, this area of the sea to say, well, you could have Nazi do it. Uh, uh, if it became for this particular specialty, but it was only with the very tips of Nazi's fingers. And a lot of people didn't understand that, so they'd say, uh, hey, did you know, uh, can you do this for me? And Nazi said, well, no, because I still have my suckers, uh, and while I have some control over them, and again, it, like, uh, you know, I've been, worked with those as well, uh, like, uh, the, you know, the, the, it does add some difficulty. And they said, understood, understood. And, and then one day, uh, they had, had Nazi because uh, they, they said, uh, somebody needed to sign, so long story, not related, but uh, somebody needed somebody to sign something. They said, well, you could call Nazi. Uh, maybe Nazi could sign it for you. And Nancy came and they had a pencil that worked underwater. I think it was grease pencils, probably. And it was a book. Uh, it was dictated, of course. Long story, but uh, by uh, Professor Huff, Huff, Huffer, uh, which who was a, like a, a whale, uh, known to, like it was like uh, anyway, not important. It was a book, uh, and it was a book signing. And then the whale realized I can't sign my own book. Uh, this was a this was a prep like a, this was like a soft book signing, which luckily they had the foresight. They said let's do one for friends and family, and then the, the whale did a reading of it. Uh, oh boy, was it uh, wasn't super interesting because it was a book like uh, like a pl plankton across the ages. I think it was called. So it was very, very, uh, very scientific, very in-depth stuff. Phyto, you know, phytoplankton, it was said, you know, you don't, anyway, I don't know my phyto for my plankton, or my zooplankton for my phytoplankton. And so Huff, 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 Huff said, uh, they called Nancy and uh, 
Nazi came, and it didn't work. Like a Nazi could technically sign the books, uh, but it just didn't work with the, between the suckers and the and the thing. And uh, the, the just like Nazi could make general signature, but the huff 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 uh, was not. Uh, said, well, I prefer to just not sign the books at all because it just doesn't feel like, uh, you know what I mean? And, and, and no harm. Uh, we tried. And, you know, we're not human, so I don't know why, like, uh, and they said, we tried to get an otter to come sign the book, but the otter just was too, joy you know, said, I got a joy, I got frolicking to do. And as he said, huh? And the huff, 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 or said, uh, you know, I know this, uh, this bird, uh, some sort of, uh, like a bird, it's out on this rare island, not that far, like, I could give you a ride, well, I can't, but I have somebody here that could give you a ride out there, and, uh, according to this bird, uh, this bird makes clothes, it lives on an island where a bunch of, uh, stuff washes up that falls off the of container ships and this bird like wears a coat and uh, like an ascot which is like a bit like it goes around your the bird's neck she said well that doesn't seem like a good idea and even has a hat and as he said interesting yeah, what kind of, what, what, and they said, it's a dodo bird. According to humans, uh, this is a very few of these in existence. And uh, said, uh, yeah, it makes, uh, makes sense. Uh, but I'll set it up if, 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 you're, if you're down for it. And as he said, why not? Uh, why would you want me to meet this bird? And uh, said, I don't know. I just get the sense that, uh, I don't know. Like something reminded me of it. I'm not sure the exact association. So Nazi said, "Okay." So then this uh, other whale, Nazi got with the, like the whale and uh, like attached itself to its back, and the whale started swimming, and uh, Nazi started to enjoy the ride. You know, met some cool barnacles and pretended. He was a barnacle for a while, and you listen to the whale, the sound of the whale's breathing. You ever want to relax, you listen to a whale breathe, man. And eventually, as he got to this island, and, and there on the island was a bird. And, and as he like, uh, said, well, uh, how do I get a hold of the bird? And the whale said, I don't know, you guys swim in, because I can't get that close to the island. So Nancy went around and swam around the island and obviously didn't want to get uh, too close. And then one day, like, a storm came in and, and kind of, like, the way the currents were, Nancy kind of noticed uh, that there was some swirling. There was, like, these kind of these weird eddy-type currents uh, around the island where stuff would go towards the island and then it gets swept uh, and kind of float around, maybe due to the see the landscape. At first, Nazi didn't like it Nazi thought it could get washed up and then it would turn back around. And then after the storm, Nazi noticed that there's this one big metal container floating. 
and uh, as I said, oh, okay, they say the whale say the bird gets stuff out of these containers. Maybe I'll just stick to the side of this and wait around. And as eventually, like this bird lands in there, the bird's wearing a coat and a, like a like a, not a cummerbund, but the kind of like a, the thing you would put like a bit like a cummerbund, but it's like the like a frilly thing that goes on your chest that you put on like a vest and a hat and. Uh, Landed on there, and the bird pecked the thing, and then listened to the sound of the like the sound of the inside of the container when it was packing. And then the bird was kind of talking, okay, let's see, and then it was reading the size of the container, and they looked over the side, and as he was on, it said, "Whoa, hey, you're an octopus." And as he said, "Yeah, you, are you the bird that?" Uh, you're the bird that wears clothes, I guess. And the bird said, wears clothes, makes clothes. My name's Bitra. And Nazi said, I'm Nazi. Nice to meet you, Bitra. And uh, Bitra said, well, what are you doing here on the side of a container? And, and Nazi said, uh, waiting for you. And Bitra said, really? What are you waiting for me for? And Nazi said, I'm not really sure. I met a whale, and the whale said, I should meet you. And Bitra said, interesting, interesting. And uh, Nazi said, what are you doing exactly? Are you checking to see what's inside here? And Bitra said, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure I know what's in here because I've been doing this a while, but this is a container. This is what humans use to ship stuff. And somewhere on the shipping lanes that are near here is uh, like one of the things they ship is clothing and for some reason this that's the closest shipping lanes to here is clothing and a storm will come and it'll knock some of these containers off and some some of them get caught in the currents and stuff and eventually they don't ever wash up on shore they just kind of sit here floating and as he said, yeah, I noticed that. Uh, that's why I was here waiting for you. And uh, Bitra said, yeah, you're smart, smart, you're smart squid. I wanted to say, but I know you're not no squid. And Bitra said, strangest thing is, uh, I need some help. I used to have uh, never had an octopus help me. I did have a squid that used to help me get this thing. We do want to ground this and. Uh, uh, then uh, Nazi said, what do you mean grounded? And, and Bitra said, well, we get it into shore uh, on high tide, as close as we can get it. And we just try to get, like, the squid uh, could, because of the eddies, I use this one particular eddy that you just happen to be in now. And uh, we would get it on shore, then the, like if we just get it a little bit stuck in the sand, that's all we need to do, and then the tide goes out. And then I open the, the container, um, and then I take whatever's out of there, uh, the clothes out of there, and, uh, and, then, and then what's after that? And then 
uh, bit rusted. Well, then the, usually the container, since it's empty, will wash out uh, in the next uh, thing, or we'll push it over a little bit, and then the squid would carry it out during, uh, again, based on the tides, to get it out of the eddies so it'd float away uh, a little bit, and then it's sinking. We've got a nice reef going here. Actually, even have some cool octopuses down there, but none of them want to work for me. And uh, Nancy said, "Why?" And Bitrus said, "Well, I just pay in trade, so the only thing I could give you is clothing. And uh, mo most, you know, most sea creatures say, no, I'm fine. I don't need any clothes. It's more of a, I don't know. They say I'm not a dodo bird." And I don't know what they mean other than that they don't like to express themselves through clothing or they don't see the utility in it because the circle of life has given them all they need. And as he said, that gives me an idea. Uh, I'd love to help you. You have other help? And the, the dodo bird said, oh, yeah, yeah, because they can't always get the container open. So I got some crabs that work for me, a couple other birds. I got a whole team. Uh, that work for me in trade. We call ourselves the clothing crew. Everybody likes to wear clothes. Uh, but uh, you'd have to think about, do you want to wear some clothes? And then, yeah, you could work for me for a little while. Never, never, I've never had an octopus take me up on it, though. You, you, octopuses seem as happy as otters, almost. And Nazi said, well, you've given me an idea of a problem I've been trying to solve. Uh, and uh, uh, Ross said, tell me more. And so Nancy, I'll give you a short version because uh, so Nancy explained a bit, right, everything we've talked about. You know, dream of eating like an otter, the lost shell, the meeting of the dragonfly and the ability to become the most, at this point, in, in, in the most dexterous octopus in the history of the world. But then the fact that, yeah, there were some times where there was utilities that uh, Nazi couldn't help with. And the difficulties that uh, ensued, and Nazi said, and that could really help people, you know, other sea creatures. Uh, and the, 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 the bit where I just watched knowingly and said, this is fascinating. And, and as he said, why? Well, I said, well, I've always wanted to make, we have gloves. Uh, and then they said, what's a glove? And then the bit where I explained what a glove was. Uh, it said, it just happens to be what's on this container, these long gloves that uh, humans would wear for formal functions, I think, even though there'd be other occasions where they could wear them. They're traditionally like uh, uh, kind of given this idea that you'd wear it at a formal function, but uh, and I think they'd be perfect for you. We could use gloves that cover all of your suckers. You might have to go through a few iterations until we get the right idea, and maybe even some what's going to work best for you, or maybe even situational gloves, depending on the situation. But I also think that you might be good working on clothes for a little while. Maybe you'll enjoy it. And Nancy said, well, I'm willing to try.
So then they they did everything to get the container. They unloaded the container. It's full of like uh, elbow length gloves. It was bound for like a store for billionaires only, and it had different types of material. It even had some neoprene elbow. I said, what if even billionaires they wear elbow gloves? They may have an occasion where they wear neoprene elbow gloves. And uh, then once they got that unloaded, Bitride took it. It was difficult because, again, this is you're talking about a land creature and a sea creature. But they actually, when the um, container sunk, uh, Bitride said, Why don't you make the inside of the container your home and workshop? Uh, and Nazi said, Well, I can make it my office too if I become a, get into my business. Uh, and uh, Ross said, okay. And then the, over the years, uh, they, you know, at first Nazi became really good at helping with clothes. But Nazi said, this isn't really my thing. Uh, so it was more of a hobby. And, and uh, Ross said, that's fine. Maybe it's time for you to go out in the world. What is it you really want to do? And Nazi said, I really want to find that shell. And... Uh, so Nazi eventually went all, got a bunch of different kind of gloves, uh, had this business, became known for helping people, but at the same time was trying to find that spot uh, with the green grass. And, and Nazi was checking spot after spot after spot near where, you know, near Nazi's home, home reef. Uh, looking for the place uh, that uh, the, the, the sea lion lost that shell. And then when Nazi wasn't working, trying to find the shell and doing favors for people, I was saying, hey, could you pick that up for me? Could you sign this for me? Could you wave uh, and, and uh, like this? Or could you hold, we want to hold this thing up so it can be kissed by everyone, this young, Platypus, and Nazi said, "No problem, not a problem. Can you juggle at a birthday party?" And Nazi never wasn't anti-octopi. Nazi loved being an octopus and was a big part of the octopus community. It was just something that Nazi did. But again, at night, Nazi would look for for the sea lion. But I don't know, sea lion, no, no one had ever heard of the sea lion. And then one day, after years and years and years and years and years of looking, Nazi was just out for a swim. And uh, Nazi had uh, no gloves, uh, happened to have no gloves on, just out swimming, out in the old reef, uh, visiting, you know, from afar. Had taken a whale all the way, you know, across wherever to wherever. And again, it was one of those days, uh, and Nazi was just enjoying it. And this was, you know, late in Nazi's existence in this uh, particular ocean. And again, Nazi saw something out of the corner of Nazi's eye. And it was a sea lion, it was looking around in some grass at the bottom of a gully. Nazi said, you got to be kidding me. And Nazi went down there, and there was a sea lion crawling around, digging, digging, and digging. 
as he said, what are you doing? Uh, and the sea lion said, you know, I told this tale of my father, found, you know, an uncle and uh, my sister and my aunt and my cousin in this shell they'd always been looking for. In this particular sea lion said, you know, I'm, a, I'm an expert and I know this is where it is. Uh, unfortunately, like the amount of materials that has been accumulated uh, over the 26 years or whatever since it was lost, uh, it has been my quest. And as he says, it's been my quest too, and uh, let me help you. And they dug and they dug and they dug and they spent, and then Nazi even went and said, well, I could go get my gloves. And the sea lion said, no, I think it's, I think it's, this is one of those quests that just doesn't have a solution. Because uh, again, I, I figured it was a statistical impossibility. Like, uh, because of the basic shifting, every, every calculation I did, but I just had to try. Thank you for helping me try. And uh, as he said, I got this crazy idea that uh, r reminds me of like, uh, people were on the wrong kind of quest. And the sea lion said, well, what do you mean? And uh, they said, well, what if we try to do how it all started? Let's go get some bivalves that are prepared to make their journey through the circle of life uh, and have gratitude for that. And the sea lion said, yeah, and have gratitude for that. And we just keep, keep doing that. And we meet on a regular basis. And uh, like uh, we, we do that. And I have a couple of great spots to eat around here. And the sea lion said, well, let's go. And they just happen to be eaten. And they said, this is this particular brackish area is where uh, you met this, uh, you know, they're talking about their lives, both of them equally. And while they were eating, they heard this splash and splash and splashing going on, a splash that could only be associated with the pure, unadulterated joy. And a couple of otters come by, and they say, what are you two doing? You're trying to eat like otters? And they said, kind of. We're kind of, we always think it looks so fun, uh, eating like otters. And, you know, I guess we, all, we never really talked to a lot of otters, but uh, it makes sense. And I said, oh, yeah, it's pretty fun, but uh, not as fun as, like, uh, being an otter in general. And they said, well, what's the funnest part about being an otter? They said, frolicking and then, you know, we all have uh, our own, like, uh, pastimes that bring us joy. And uh, they said, what, kind of, like, what kind of pastimes do otters have? Uh, and uh, there was one otter named uh, Ginanch, and there was another otter named uh, Boothole. And Boothole said, uh, Heard 